What's up? What's up, man? How's everything? I can't complain, man. How are you? Hey, man, another day, another dollar. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on here. And for my to show my gratitude, I'm going to let you play the theme music. Well, absolutely. Here we go. Hey, man, what, what, what the hell is that? Oh, I thought you said I could pick the theme music. <laughs> and you know what? Not that theme music. The other theme music. Oh, okay. Okay. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, Sometimes Disingenuous podcast, where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Last episode, I had my boy Terrell on. Well, my bad. Thomas Terrell, a.k.a. T. This my old co-worker now, a Christian comedian on Amazon Prime doing his thing, selling out tours and all that other stuff. Really hilarious episode. Got a lot of positive feedback off that, especially the wild mortician stories he has. So, you know, go listen to that. It's called Chase, Chase God, Chase Purpose. That's what it's called. Haven't yet came up with the title of uh, this episode yet as the date of we're recording, but I got one of my oldest homie. Well, let me rephrase that. I got an Eastern Shore legend this time. <laughs> again, again. You might be asking who that is. I done had my line brothers on. I done had Johnny on. Well, I got another Eastern Shore legend. And probably, aside from Steve, my LB, the dude that I've known the longest out of all the Eastern Shore legends, my brother Randy, a.k.a. Brother Randy. What's up, Brother Randy? Hey, man, just another day, another dollar, man. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, another day, another 15 cents, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I met, I've known Randy since uh, 09. 09, two, 2009. He was a year older than me. And uh, the first time we met, he had dreads. Um, I don't even, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I dreads. can't remember. It's so long ago, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time, long time. Um, You know, we met in a, what would you call it? A club or a social fellowship? Uh, brothers, bold brothers for Christ. What was that? So like it was a, it was a uh, kind of a yeah, like a fellowship. So it was a weekly Bible study. Met on uh, Mondays, I believe, and uh, we were just in there, just a group of uh, young men just discussing the Bible. You know what I mean? Getting yeah, ready. man. And um, yeah. that's where we, that's where we met. That's where we met, man. And I also he ain't on here today, but I also met his ace, Jacquez. One day I'll have him on. <laughs> Shout out to Jock. Um, but no, nah, I met Randy and Bold Brothers for Christ, and you know, what I mean, it was like I think, yeah, I was, I think that was like fall semester of 2009, so yep. I didn't really know anybody, you know what I mean. And I connected mm -hmm. with Randy, like you know, right after that, and was you know, made one of my first friends on the shore, you know, a little bit more history behind us. Um, Randy knows what I'm talking about, but we ain't gonna go too much into it. <laughs> was definitely another story for another day. Another story for another day. And the reason is, Randy's a happily married man. I'm in a loving relationship. No point in bringing up the exes. But, you know, uh, but through that, though, 
um, our bond was strengthened because we're actually sans. You know, I play mm-hmm. a Sigma at the same time he was pledging Alpha Phi Alpha. So he's the first Alpha I've had on here. Hopefully won't be the last, but I don't know too many A Phi A's, you know what I'm saying? But then again, I'm I don't know too many people. So like cause I'll be chilling, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, man, we uh pledged together. And I remember a few hilarious times when we was online, like we <laughs> I remember I don't know if you remember this, man. It was like it was because y'all started late. I'm not going to put too much out there, but I remember like we got out of our joint and then I was dropping my LB off at like one in the morning. And I just saw Randy standing on a corner. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Just feeling terrible. Just, you know what I mean? Just trying to. Make it to the next day. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. And um, I I remember that, you know what I mean? And we would just have these hilarious yet awkward moments where we would, like, run into each other on campus, but we could see it in each other's faces that we was just we was just struggling. So, um, yeah, man, so that that actually that actually strengthened us. We're going and, you know, I'm pretty sure Randy going to talk about his experience with that during college and all this stuff. But no, nah, man, you know, I'm, I'm going to pass it off to you. I know you're happily married, man. Got two beautiful cheering. Yeah. You know, long way from Eastern Shore, man. So how's life been, dog? It's good, man. I, I, I always say I feel like I'm finally a real adult. Like, you know what I mean? You, turn, <laughs> you know, technically you turn an adult at 18, but who is really that responsible at that age? Right. Um, you know, I'm 32 now, turning 33 next month. Oh, no, in May. And so oh, okay. I'm All right. really feeling like I'm... Finally rounding into shape, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, only took over 10 years. Right, exactly. Like, you, know, you gotta mature sometime. Right. You know, but no, really, it's like, as, as men, it's like, you know what I mean? You get so many responsibilities kind of added on to you. And it's really, I guess we can talk about it as we move forward in the conversation, but it's all really a learning experience. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be an A student at life. So, yeah, man. No, that's what's up. Cause, you know, it's funny, uh, and uh, to Randy's beloved wife, Ryan, forgive me, and Morgan, if you listen to this, you already know my past or whatever. Um, it's funny because how we, you know, you talk about, like, how we have to mature, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, what 18-year-old really knows how to handle the responsibilities they have. I remember uh, when I was in high school, my high school, they had a the digital sign outside that would say the real world starts here. And, like, does it, though? Because, <laughs> you you know... I didn't really start growing up until maybe like my late 20s after I met God again. You know what I'm saying? So like that's kind of when I really was like, all right, you know, so like like you and in college, it's funny because, you know, we met in Bold Brothers for Christ and we were like these, you know, studious, good old boys. And then like, you know, we pledged and you know, a little bit of the frat life got a hold of us, you know, (laughs) just, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, you know, but luckily Randy and there's a, me as well, but this is about Randy is a living Testament, how you can mature and you can grow up as a black man, you know? Um, and this part I can't speak to because, Mm -hmm. you know, all the married brothers I have on here always said, how's everything with the, uh, with the married life? Well, I can say, thankfully, it's great. My marriage is, is is awesome right now, but it wasn't without a lot of work, a lot of prayer, a lot of patience. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I can't lie. It's really, I'd say, 80% to 90% about picking the right person. Um, oh, yeah. You know, because it's it's uh, it's a, it's really an everyday thing. It's not like, you know, it's different than the dating stage where it's like, all right, I can pick you up and drop you off. 
and uh, you know what I mean. We don't have to have this. You know, I'm not gonna meet you at the the coffee machine in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's a funny way of putting. It. I never thought about it like you know that. But yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's, it's it's really like you can put it on pause. You know, before marriage, you can really put it on pause and come back to it. Where in marriage, it's nonstop. It's what they the word holistic. Like it's all encompassing. Um, you know what I mean? So I can say really uh, that just this you know, relationship uh, and turn into a marriage, it, it really helped me mature as a man way faster than I would uh, otherwise. So I'm thankful for, for it. It's really? heavy, but I'm thankful for it. You know, that's like the first time I heard that because like, yeah. you know, I always hear, like, for example, my grandmother was on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she, she dropped gems as expected, but I know she told me not too long after that conversation that like, you know, as a man, you got to have yourself, you got to have yourself together. You know what I'm saying? Before, you know, you uh, uh, ask somebody to be with you in, in holy matrimony or whatever. And I mean, I feel like even at this age, even outside of marriage, like, you know, with my lady, like I wouldn't have asked her to be, you know, in relationship with me if I didn't feel like I was ready. But you said something that kind of goes against the grain where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I didn't mature until I got married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I'm not sure if you did it. If you did, you can elaborate on it. But mm-hmm. I was out. I was cycling with one of my um, pro fights and, you know, he's married now. But at the time he wasn't. He was going through premarital counseling mm-hmm. and, you know, he was talking about like the kind of stuff that they talked about in there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, look, if you ain't picked the right person, them type of questions going to get you up out of there quick, yeah. you know, yeah. and. I think he called it his was like marriage boot camp or something. And out of like 18 couples, I think it was only him and his wife and maybe a few other couples left. Oh, wow. Because, you know, I mean, you know, I'm looking at you to elaborate on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. more so I was asking, like, is it really okay. like that? Because, yeah. you know, again, I can only speak for so much, you know. <laughs> I didn't have that. I didn't. That's interesting. So you're saying it was like a group of couples that went to therapy together? From what he tells me, yeah, yeah, like, you know, and and they were asking, I'm not sure if the facilitators were actually were licensed therapists, if they were mm-hmm. pastors, if they were psycho, I don't know. Yeah. But he was just saying that, like, the type of questions they were asking, okay, you know what I mean? I, you ain't going to ask on the first, second, even third date, you know what I'm saying? You, Most you, definitely. You, 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 I mean, hell, it's it's stuff about me and my lady that, like, we, I say it all the time in a good way, puppy mm-hmm. love been over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we done <laughs> had things that really tested us. Got you know, thank God, mostly external stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, dog, like, nah, like it's it's been some because you're right. You know, it's with the dating thing. It's like, yeah, you can kind of just drop them all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you locked in with somebody, you know, what I mean, you kind of got to just <laughs> you can't really just you can't really just give up that easily. You know? Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes you think about you know the consequences of your actions and also the consequences of what you say. And, you know, I mean that in the sense of like, all right, if we're having a confrontation, you know what I mean, about whatever it is, you know, you always say to yourself, is this is this important enough for me to really, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, die on this hill? Or can I like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I kind of <laughs> kick the can down the road on this? And maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe in some people's eyes, take an L, but in my mind, just like, you know what I mean, maintain peace. You know what I mean? mean, It's 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 really like a balance of that. But to get back to your question, I think you asked about the marriage, the premarital counseling, and the questions they asked. Um, So mine was like a prerequisite prerequisite to get married. Like so, um, the pastor and his wife actually like just put us through 
you know, a couple of weeks of uh, premarital counseling. And it, it, like, like you said, it was, it was pretty intense. I mean, it's definitely questions beyond what's your favorite color and, and what's your favorite song. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? If, if, if X happens, then what's Y? You know what I mean? If, right. if both of you are experiencing this, uh, you know, uh, scenario, like, how would you respond? What do you think about that? And, you know, through that kind of uh, that process, you, you, you really learn a lot. I mean, I can't really remember one solid thing I took away from it, to be honest. Maybe I jumped into memory. But um, for me, it was just kind of like the experience of, oh, okay, like we're getting ready for liftoff, so to speak. Like, you know what I mean? Me and this other person are, are, are locked in so so much so that we're, you know, kind of checking the boxes on a checklist prior to, to jump in the room, you know, which is obviously a, a major shift for both parties. So you definitely want to do that. But I, w- I would definitely uh, recommend premarital counseling for everybody interested. Yeah, man. Um you know, I was at my brother. I think I've told this story on here before. I'm not sure. But my brother got married last year. Wedding was real dope. And um, I remember the pastor. It was pretty cool. Like, it was pastor and the pastor's wife that were officiating the ceremony. And he said to them, "Is now is the day you become a student of one another. Mm-hmm. And they had already been together for like six, seven years, yeah. you know. So, you know, and again, I'm just kind of like, you know, on the outside looking in, you know, I've had my experiences when it comes to romance and as a most recent, you know, good ones, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't have picked a better one, but you know, I'm, there is another step and another step that I haven't taken yet, mm-hmm. uh, that you have is fatherhood, you know, yeah. which is a, I know I hate this. I hate when people say it, when people like, you know, see pictures or videos of social yeah. on social media where you know, black men are like taking care of their children and people say, oh man, it's so nice to see a black man take care of his child. Like, I hate that that's taboo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I hate that that's a, oh man, look at that. It's like you're driving down the road and you see a five-legged deer. Like, oh wow, look at that. Like, I hate that it's such a rarity in this community. So yeah. I say that to say this to commend you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I know you just had another little one little yeah. about a month ago. Mm-hmm. So how's everything been with that, man? Another thing a long way from the shore, you know, the cheering. Yeah, I mean, well, first, I mean, uh, to what you said, I mean, it's a great blessing having a kid. Um, you know, it, it's just an amazing experience. Uh, I would say the biggest thing for me is it just changed. It changes the way you kind of perceive things in, in that. Um, you know what, uh, sh- you know, I want to work out a little bit longer. I want to eat a little healthier. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that, um, you know, I'm around for a while, you know, before I right. think, um, I think that kind of comes with maturing as well. But I know for me, I wasn't really thinking like 10, five, 10 years down the future, like I am now. Um, right. it was really like, uh, you know what I mean? What's going on today? What's going on tomorrow? Man, what happened yesterday kind of situation. But with children, right. if it forces you to sit still for an extended period of time, and also to look outside of yourself, because um, you—it's you, a whole other human being you're taking care of. It's not like a t- cat or a dog. It's similar in ways, <laughs> but yeah, you know I mean, like yeah, the consequence. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the consequences are a whole lot steeper if you mess this up, so to speak. So I'm just really focused yeah. on not messing it up. <laughs> you know, no, nah, you know, it's funny because um, the last couple of Father's Day, like people will be smart asses and they'll send me like mm-hmm. a Happy Father's Day text, and I'll be <laughs> like, I don't have. I don't have kids. And they be like, well, you got a dog. And I'm like, dog, trust me. Like, if my dog pisses me off, and this is something that I rarely do, yeah. but if my dog pisses me off, I can throw him in his cage. For I sure. can't. You can't do that with a shot. I mean, no. it's illegal to do that with a yeah. shot. Don't, don't call them people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, straight up. Straight up. And the point is, it's like, it's, it's, it's two completely different things. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I know, um, 
I don't really talk too much about my past romantic life on here, but you know, Morgan knows about this, but like I did a while ago, long, long while ago, long, 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 long while ago, uh, I was seeing someone that had a child mm-hmm. and, um, definitely opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely open my, I'm not going to go too much into detail with it, but you know, it's funny cause it's someone who has not experienced certain things out of life, not just me specifically, but just, you know, a general rule of thumb is where people always talk about what they would and would not do in a situation they have never been in. You know what yeah. I mean? So prior to that, even though that wasn't my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, man, before that, I was like, man, I had kids. I ain't going da 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 da. And then like now I'm around this little one for a long time. And everything that I said I wasn't going to do went right out the window. So <laughs> even though I was like, I think I was like 25 or 26. So like I said, it was a minute ago, but like it definitely did put my mind into focus where like, wow, you know, I guess every situation is differently. You know what I mean? And I can't be ignorant and be like, oh, well, now I feel like there are some things in life you can't speak an opinion on. Like I've never been shot before, but I'm pretty sure it does hurt. You know what I'm saying? So so, like, yeah, when I see certain people deal with their kids and like just be bad and all this other stuff, I'm like, man, yeah you know but for the most part you know i kind of be chilling on the topic you know oh no i get it i mean i'm uh, to your point i was a teacher for like six years and so right you were you yeah. were yeah i forgot and so uh-huh. i taught i was also like a you know during my summers i was a summer camp counselor so i was around kids like all all the time for like six years and like in that role it's like man you're talking to parents and whatnot you're thinking like how could they not show up for their parents teacher conference you know how could they you know what I mean? How could this kid be coming here, you know, doing X, Y, and Z? But, like, having a kid myself, it's like, all right, like, you know what I mean? What if they had a second or third job? You know what I mean? What if, mm. you know what I mean? It's a, it's a single-parent household situation, and they just don't have the the manpower and the capacity and support to, you know, be able to attend all these things. And so it definitely gives me a lot. It gave me a lot more empathy um, because I get it. It's hard, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to, and to your point, you're right, because during that time where I was seeing a person with a kid, like, the little girl was bad. Cutest thing mm-hmm. ever, but she was bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was two. Like, you can't really call it, you know, terrible twos, you know. Mm-hmm. But I remember it was one specific time where we were out somewhere, and, like, the little girl was just being just just demon spawn, you know. Yeah. And I turn around, and this, this wasn't the first time, and I turn around and, like, to kind of, like, look at her mom, like, yo, you gonna do something? And yeah. I turn around look at her mom, and her mom was knocked out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, yes. and then that kind of went, that's kind of when it dawned on me. I was like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, maybe she's just, like, I'm thinking, like, damn, you let your kid do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, but I'm not looking at the other side of the spectrum. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm I'm not looking at, like, damn, maybe she, maybe she just tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're right because um, I forgot you were a teacher. What 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 grade were you teaching? Uh, all of them. Oh, all <laughs> I mean, of them. That's <laughs> on like um, I taught from fifth grade all the way to eighth grade. So what? I mean, that you that wasn't really a part of the uh, uh, the itinerary to ask you about that. But mm-hmm. like, how was? Because I don't know. I've been saying like all these teachers. Like, uh, for, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like teachers. My former profession being in law enforcement. Um, you know, certain careers I feel like are definitely underpaid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and teachers are definitely one of them. You know, I was just watching uh the I'm not sure if you heard about the young uh young girl about a uh, I forgot how long ago it was, but the she got shot by her six year old student. 
Oh, I heard that. Yeah. I heard yeah. That. Yeah. I was just watching uh, her interview on, uh, on today or whatever yeah. the other day. And, you know, she was talking about it and I was like, man, it's a different time dog. And like, I can't, <laughs> I can kind of see why teachers be kind of leaving up out of there because even my brief experience in it, I was like, man, this was years ago. This was before I even got into law enforcement. Yeah. You know? So, like, how was that, man? Is that why you left, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, or... no, you're good. I mean, believe me, brother, I could talk for, like, five hours about... Hey, go ahead, <laughs> man. We got time. We got time. I'm trying to give you the bottom line on top. I mean, my experience in teaching was, uh, it was unique. Um, where do I even start? I, I think uh, since we're here together, I think uh, black men, right? You, you alluded to it earlier, talking about fatherhood, black men and fatherhood, or at least the perception right. of black men and fatherhood. Um, it's that same way with teaching. You know what I mean? Uh, oftentimes, in that throughout that six year span, I'll be the only black man like in the building. And so, I mean, I, I don't mind like you know what I mean. I, I, I like to think I'm kind of like uh, I can adapt to anybody. I can talk to anybody kind of situation. So it wasn't about my comfortability. But it was a more so about the dynamic of of that, which is a very real thing. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of the kids look at me as more than just a guy to, you know, get English and a little math from. You know what I mean? They look at me like uh, you know, like a father figure. And you know, it's right. it's, it's something that, you know what I mean? Like, please, like, don't call me that. I'm not your father, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, but it's like did that, did that actually happen? It's ha- believe it's happened, like where it's like, you know what I mean, uh you know, they they just don't have that in their life and they're just seeking it. And it's like, uh, you know, obviously like just my personality, like I I always love to help, like, especially kids, especially young black men for sure, because that's, I mean, it's a, it's a perilous time. You're in middle school and like, you just don't really know what's what. And so you need a little guidance and whatnot, but be honest with you, like it's exhausting. Like, you know, I'm talking about being exhausted for my two kids. Like when you're a teacher, that's, (laughs) that's like, that's like, I'm dealing with 30 kids per class. Let's say I have four period. That's like, almost upwards of a hundred plus kids. Like I'm interacting with and I'm expected to have personal relationships with and, th- and things of that nature. Um, and it, it was just That's rough. Crazy. It's just a rough quality of life, you know? Yeah. 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 I didn't think about that. <laughs> you put, yeah, I didn't think about that. Cause I was only dealing with like, you know, children and special ed, which mm-hmm. was one of the, I wouldn't say easiest, but probably one of the most rewarding, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Dealing with, dealing with kids with uh, special needs, but I never had the 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 father experience. I never had a kid, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that kind of like because I taught, you know, I grew I I taught where I grew up and I grew up in an environment where, you know, I'm not going to put out the actual name, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like where I grew up is now one of like I think like as of like last year, the community with the most pretty much the wealthiest area for black people in the United States. Um, you know, and I, and that's where I grew up, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, so I often wonder like, man, is that why I didn't have that? Now that you're saying it, is that Mm -hmm. why I didn't have that experience? Because I know some cats that like us that taught in the inner city that got experiences like that, but not in the Mm -hmm. suburbs, you know what I mean? We, I mean, we, we, we're not scientists and we ain't got to sit there and dig deep on why that is. It's just kind of like, I'm talking out loud, you know what I mean? No, for sure. I mean, yeah. So before what I'm doing, I do what I'm doing now. I could have swore I was going to be a principal, so I, I like started, <laughs> I started like get my master's in education. I had to do presentations or like you know basically the stuff we're talking about. How does uh, eco- how do economics affect how do economics in the community affect the school um, that's you know in that community? And it's in a big way. Like I right. say that the biggest thing that I saw was working with uh, uh, the inner city was when I was in Southeast, mm-hmm. and um, that was a rough experience <laughs> for yeah. many reasons. Yeah. 
but I'll stick to economics. So like, you know, you'll have a kid, you know, a 12 year old, 11 year old boy that for all intents and purposes is the, the man of their house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're they're expected to do way more than maybe you and I were expected to do at 11. And so, you know, couple of that with, you know, I mean, the average household not bringing in more than 35,000, you know, uh, you know, net net gain. Um, much less than that in, in, in most cases in that scenario. And it, it's just bad, you know, because imagine, imagine you go to school and I'm, you know, I'm the per- first person you see and I'm asking you about, are you ready for your test? You haven't eaten anything that night or that, or that morning, you know what I mean? You're dependent on the bagel, the free, the free lunch and, and or free back breakfast that may or may not be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, on, right. You get it. And you depend on that meal to, to, to feed you. And you, you've got, you know, I mean, you've got your mother's got got problems. You got this and got that. And it, it, it's just almost it's next is impossible to, to succeed or to grow in, in an area like that. So it definitely makes an impact. Yeah, man. Nah, you bring up two points that I want to like kind of elaborate on. One, um, yeah, you know, I, I didn't teach, but I was volunteering through Sigma mm-hmm. where um, this is after graduation, uh, my gra- college graduation. And um, I was uh, volunteering Big Brothers, Big Sisters with some rec center uh, near Sersum Corridor, which is pretty much done now. Um, you know, they condemn that area. But, you know, I was, uh, and, you know, good kids, good kids. And I've to- I think I've told this story on here before, but, you know, it was because uh, I'm very punctual. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get there like around three, four o'clock, whatever. And, you know, I had about five kids that I was mentoring, five young men, black men. And there was a kid named, um, I believe his name was Latrell. And, you know, he was always late. And I don't mean like two, three minutes late. I'm talking about 45 minutes to an hour, like Mm -hmm. late, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I kind of like, I ain't yell at him, but I was like, man, what's up, bro? Like, why are you like, why can everybody else make it on time? But you can't. Now you got two different dynamics looking at each other right now. You got someone like me, you know what I'm saying? Who... Like, yeah, even though I was raised the way I was, I was raised by a no-nonsense father. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but at, but at the end of the day, if I miss the school bus, guess who's taking me to school? My black father. <laughs> like, you know. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this kid, you know, man, he kind of just snapped. And he was like, man, Spencer, you don't understand. Bah, 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 bah. I was like, what you mean I don't understand, man? You know what I'm saying? I keep trying, you know, like we did, to be on time, to be early. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Whatever. And he was ended up telling me that he has to he had to take the bus like basically all the way out of the way like in the opposite direction and then mm-hmm. hop on the metro because he couldn't stop in certain neighborhoods because he was afraid he was gonna get killed mm-hmm. wow and this okay. kid is only 13 years old mm-hmm. and that's the other part i want to talk to you about what not yeah. talk to you about but kind of like elaborate on is mm-hmm. With the older generation, and I don't know if this is a generational thing. I don't know if this is our parents' generation. I don't know. But one of the most in, in irritating, frustrating things with people is they think that age equates to wisdom. You know what I'm saying? I do. They think that, it's, and I know I've said this on here before. I always mm-hmm. quote Muhammad Ali where he said, if a man is 30 and he views the world the same way he does at 50, he's only wasted 20 years of his life. You know what That's I'm saying? Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, the older generation, they like to do that. Like, oh, you're young. You don't know nothing. And it's like you and I dealt with kids Mm -hmm. that had to deal with stuff that us or the people that are saying that did not. Yeah. I mean, I think to me that it just, it goes back to empathy. (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? It's it's easy to say, well, 
You know what I mean? You got it easy. I had to, you know, my dad, you know, my dad grew up in the South. So he, he would always say, boy, when I was your age, I could lift 200 pound bags of fertilizer. But I'm like, I right, smooth. Like, I don't know why I would need to do that. But, <laughs> but it, it, it's really too, it's really easy. Right. And I find a lot of older people do this. They apply their experiences, you know, and, and what they, you know, what they had going on to what's happening now, where in a lot of ways, it's completely different. I mean, when you talk about technology, and you throw in culture, and then you add it on top of that, you know what I mean, what's happening in the world today, it's, it's, it's a completely different environment. And so while a lot of those old, you know, maybe, you know, old wisdom and sayings are still applicable, uh, many things that have changed. And so to, to look at it and say a cookie cutter, like, all right, this was what I did, this was you need to be doing, you're not doing it that's, this way, that's why you're this, it's just, it's just kind of nonsense to me, honestly. It is, man, it is. And, you know, I worked with... Um... In my last job, when I was in law enforcement, I worked with a lot of people like that, you know, because I was probably the most, you know, junior to everybody because everybody had been in that industry for a long time, you know, and a lot of them, you know, didn't have any ambition. They didn't have any drive. They didn't have any, you know, dreams. They didn't have any goals. So it's like, you know, you're applying what you've been doing the last 15, 20 years to someone who has no goal no no plan in staying here more than five mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so like you know you're applying your way of thinking and and that's that's there are so many to me there are so many communities and cultures these days that that live by that narrative where if you don't do if you don't do it the way i do it you're wrong yeah and to me that is one of the most ignorant insane egregious things because Think about how arrogant you have to be (laughs) to say something like that, to think that out of all the 8 billion plus people in the world, that the way, the reason why someone else, you know, is I was listening to a podcast the other day. It's a Christian based podcast. And, you know, they, uh, I forgot what the episode was called, but they were talking about, you know, how it is, how you're really supposed to, you know, bring people to the faith, you know what I'm saying? Bring people to God. And like I've said on here before, I believe there's a difference between relationship and religion and, you know, was a pastor out of Texas and he was, I forgot what his name was, but he was talking about like the mistake that a lot of people make, you know, bringing some, because when I said a lot of communities say, if you don't do it the way I do it, it's wrong. A lot of those are Christians. (laughs) A lot of those are like religious people, you know, and with you and I both being Christians, you, you, we both know those type of people. So, on the podcast, he said, the issue is, is that when you, when people try to bring people to God, you got to keep in mind that this person is wondering what God is, who God is, who, with like, whatever, like, I can't see him. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, what are you talking about? Yeah. And a lot of times people find themselves witnessing quote unquote to them by talking about only their experiences. So here you are trying to bring one person to a God that's globally worshipped <laughs> but you're trying to do it only talking about your experiences mm-hmm. and i never thought about it like that because i'm like damn that is kind of crazy because i'm guilty of that you know what i'm saying yeah. not forcing spirituality down people's throat but if someone wants to ask me hey mm-hmm. man you know what, what's your experiences with this whole christian thing you know i'd be like oh man this happened to me this happened to me let me tell you what happened to me on march da 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 Knowing that there are so many other stories out here, you can't equate your experiences to, you know, just that. For sure. I mean, my father always told me this. He said, um, you know, it's your red wagon. 
You know, you can push it, you can pull it, you can even drag it through the through the mud. You know, but at the end of the day, it's your it's your red wagon. Like so, basically saying like, you know, take ownership over your own decision making. Like, you know, what I mean, people other people can give you advice, and that's cool. But really, if if it's your thing, let it be your thing. Like, you know what I mean? Right. People are, people are older and younger. It does not matter. People are going to have something to say about decisions that you make, whether good, bad, or indifferent. And it's mm-hmm. just, that's a way of life. And so, like, I, I've taken a lot of, at least personally, I've taken a lot of solace in just owning my decision-making and owning my outcomes. And to me, I think that's the best way to go about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I just finished, uh, probably about a couple of weeks ago, I finished um, Will Smith's book. Yeah, I'm still a Will Smith, Will Smith fan, despite all the controversy. <laughs> uh, so my man's. And he had a chapter um, where, you know, he was talking about advice. And he said that people's advice is just that, their advice. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> I think that, that's it. And, you know, we get too hung up on other people's opinions. Other, I mean, you know, look at social media, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Social media is... When we were growing up, when we were kids, God makes it sound old, but when social media first came on the rise when we were kids, like it was a it was a concept and it was a postulation to connect people globally, mm-hmm. to communicate. Right. You know what I mean? For people to be social on digital media. Now, man, it's a freaking it's a, it's a competition. Like you know, it's a competition. Like it's like, oh, look at me, look at this. I mean, you know. And again, I'm guilty of it in the in the in the long ago past. You know, but it's like I look at people now and people like have all these opinions and all this, quote unquote, advice to give on social media. And it's like, you know, just another Will Smith quote that I like where he said, you know, racism isn't being racism isn't worse. It's just being filmed like social media is kind of the same context where it's like people like people like, oh, my God, social media has made people so crazy. No, I think people have already been crazy. It's just now with social media. It's a technology that allows us to see the craziness that they say. Mm-hmm. and give us this bogus advice and these crazy opinions or whatever. But the thing that gets me with that mm-hmm. is your advice can be your advice. Your opinion can be your opinion. But what blows my mind is how arrogant some people are when you don't take their advice, they get offended. It's insane, especially about something they don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like with the boy that told me about how he had to take the train and the metro through other neighborhoods. Okay, what, what am I going to say to that? Right. Man, I grew up in Waldorf, man. Like, <laughs> you, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, it ain't what it was like when I was growing up, but nonetheless, you know, it's still one of the, you know, it's it's still Waldorf, you know. For sure. I remember when I was a kid, we, my mom used to, we, I think there was a Costco there, some some of the Sam's Club in Waldorf. We'd always go there. My mom be like, hey, tuck your shirt in. Make sure you're not running around the store. I'd be like, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey. It was definitely like a shift. I'm, uh, I'm from down the street from Temple Hills. Uh, for those that don't know, it's a small suburb outside of Southeast. And so uh-huh. it was just was a bit different, but I definitely get where you're going with that. But um, no, nah, social media is, first of all, it's ingrained in our culture. It's literally a part of our day. Like I had to like mm-hmm. delete Instagram off my phone like yesterday because I found myself like just taking hits of it, like checking it like every five minutes. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. speaking to what yeah. you were saying though, that's the biggest thing I don't like about social media is it's become a cesspool of opinion, you know? And like, that's just something we, I, I don't really need in my day. Like, you know, I think my wife said that uh, her observation was, it's really like, you know, how you were in school and there were like, you know, special ed classes, there was advanced classes, there was general classes. Like if you go on Twitter, everybody's all in the same class. 
And I'm not quite sure that, you know, I'm just not quite sure that that's the best thing. Like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. Who am I to judge someone else's opinion? God gave us a great thing. It's called free will. Uh, I right. encourage you and all uh, all of your listeners to make sure you're utilizing that every day because it's really a gift, if you will. But yeah, man. at the end of the day, I don't know if we need to know every thought you have and every opinion that you have. Like, you know what I mean? I mean... I'd like to hear some information, but like, you know, I just, it's, it's over. I don't know how you feel about social media. It's overwhelming to me. You know what I mean? I got to close it and just, you know, be in nature for a little, a little while because my brain feels just overwhelmed with the amount of people talking about things that are questionable if they matter or not, at least to me, but they're yeah. very passionate about it on, on these internet platforms. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel the same way with you, man. The social media is crazy because if you look at my page, it's just promoting the podcast. That's really mm-hmm. what it is. Like, I don't really post, you know what I'm saying? And I remember one time I took somebody was like, man, I want to go fishing with you. I want to go fishing with you. Right. So I was like, all right, man, let's go. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So we went and where I go fishing, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. But mm-hmm. when we get out there, I don't care who your provider is. I don't care who your carrier is. Your phone ain't going to work. Yeah. And we were out there for about maybe five minutes and they were trying to take it because we got out there. I get out there around 530 a.m. Six o'clock, you know, Mm because I like seeing the sun. Well, I like getting a good spot, but also I like (laughs) seeing the sun rise, you know. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted they try to take a picture of the of the of the sunrise. and They tried to post it on their social media Mm -hmm. and they were like, yo, yo, like. I can't put yo, I don't got no service out here. And I said, yeah, "Yeah, man, look where we at. And it was crazy. They were trying to do everything. Now, their intent was trying to catch the sunrise, take a picture of the sunrise, post the sunrise on social media so everybody can see it as if niggas ain't seen a sunrise before. Absolutely. But, like, they were so focused on doing it that they missed the sunrise because they were trying to get their phone to work. Wow, okay. Tell me. You know what I mean? And I, 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 that was the first time I've ever seen anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just sitting there sitting on the hood. I ain't even had my poles in the water yet. I just kind of sitting there because it's quiet. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it, and it's just like, yeah, I have my dog out there. You hear the birds chirping, whatever. Beautiful sunrise, man. Mm-hmm. On a day where it's forecasted to be like, you know, scattered skies, clear skies, you know, oh man, it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? The sun comes up over the over the uh, Potomac River and, you know, yeah. it's nice. And like the sun is up now and then they're mm-hmm. still like, man, this damn phone. Yeah. And I was like, it makes me think like, and I've talked about this on before, and I've kind of got some criticized for it, but I don't care because it's my this my this my joint. It's your red wagon. It makes me <laughs> yeah, it's my red wagon, right? <laughs> it makes me think about people who go on vacation and constantly post pictures. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my thing is like, why are you in that vacation? Is just a general analogy, but like, why are you doing this certain thing? Are you doing it because you enjoy it? Or are you doing it to show other people? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if like you're doing it to show other people, well, what's the enjoyment in it? Mm-hmm. You know, and we, you know, me and Morgan, you know, we go to uh, we got this our thing now where it was kind of like sporadic at first. But like we've kind of made it a routine where we go to the library. You know what I'm saying? And like it was just one day we were kind of bored. The weather sucked. And, you know, she's like, oh, let's just go to the library. I said the library. Don't get me wrong. I love reading. You know what I'm saying? I, I just started a new book today. But like. I was like the library. Like, why? Like, I don't go to no damn library. Now I, st- I live in Barnes and Noble. Like, I'm in that joint like every day. But like, <laughs> you know, I was like the library. I don't want to go there. And man, it was just, it was nice. It was quiet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. And it's like even with books, bro. Like the concept of literature, and you know this as well as I do. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With books, sitting down, reading is supposed to be quiet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm in a bookstore the other day, not the library, the bookstore. I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm checking out the new uh, the uh, hardcover fiction because we only do hardcover over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing. I'm looking at the hardcover <laughs> fiction, hardcover nonfiction, new bestsellers, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, there's this girl walking around the walking around the uh, bookstore with a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like the bookstore is one of those places, especially Barnes and Noble, as expensive as they are. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the, the, the the rare places where you need to be walking around with a shopping cart because I know you ain't filling this junk full of books. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, what is she doing? And I saw it was this dude which i'm assuming was her boyfriend or whatever mm-hmm. walking behind her filming her and everything she was doing gotcha and i was like bro what the and like <laughs> so they were i was like all right whatever and so like they were trying to get to where i was okay and she like i remember he like and again i ain't trying to throw shakes i know you got the content creators in a sense mm-hmm. i'm one too but i yeah. do this in the comfort of my own home not at the barnes mm-hmm. and noble and so like you know i'm like they're getting in the way and i gotta move out the way and she's looking at the phone and i'm like man (laughs) so i definitely feel the same way you do about social media even to the point where you know how like they we make jokes and go oh my god facebook statuses from over 10 years ago make me cringe nah Mm -hmm. bro a post from two years ago makes me cringe right I would never be, I'm not that person anymore. You don't need to see what I'm eating. You don't need to see what I'm doing. You don't need to see how much weight I'm putting up at the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, like you said, that's my red wagon. I don't Mm -hmm. know, man. That might be the title of this show, by the way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That might be my red wagon. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, yo, like you don't need to see all that. So nah, I feel the same way you do, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely, it's, it's not an easy thing because like, I can say that about like for me, I guess it's different for everyone. Like like you said, I think the the, the girl you saw was definitely creating some content. <laughs> right. Right. Pages, right. right. <laughs> yeah. I know for me it's like I look at social media like, all right, so if I do something like in major in my life, like I, I think recently I got my I got my masters. Um Yeah, man, congratulations. You know, black men out here achieving, you know. <laughs> I do something like that, you're gonna see it. I'm gonna post it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna post a collab. Yeah. so i mean that's how i feel like you know we don't celebrate enough so it's like as human beings so i think like stuff like that you know for sure i I definitely post but like it gets odd when i'm like like i'm coming on and i'm seeing like your breakfast and and your lunch and your dinner it's like (laughs) i don't know i just me personally it's like I, i would like to leave something to the imagination so to speak you know to your point you're right you know what i mean i do feel like things do need to be celebrated you know marriages um um the birth of a child hell i'm a dog person you get a new puppy hell you know yeah, yeah i want to see the puppos you know yeah um but you're right it does get a little weird when you're posting screenshots of a guy that's trying to talk to you or you're posting screenshots of like this girl that you had a kid with that you don't get along with that right there you know what i mean that's kind of when like you know we've gone too far you know what i'm saying and you know to leaving things to the imagination and i'm what i'm about to say I'm not okay. I'm not introducing it to talk about it for mm-hmm. one for a couple of reasons. One, because you happily married. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a relationship myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it is something that I saw mm-hmm. on social media. It was a debate. And I'm one of those people that if I do get on social media, I'm kind of like just kind of in the cut. You know, what I mean, you know how Google Chrome has the incognito windows. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's me. I don't ever blast my opinion. The only time I'll express my opinion, and this is very, very rare, and I've only done it maybe, God strike me now if I'm lying, I've only maybe done it 
two times in the last 10 years is when I get involved in a debate on social media is when it's talking yeah. about black fraternities and sororities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. trying like when it's like slander, you know, um, talking about, so, you know, fraternities, sororities, or fraternities do this or sororities do that and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. That's like the only two times in the last maybe decade that I've gotten involved in some type because that to me, like I'm a very historical person. I'm a very factual person. I'm a very written in stone person. So if mm-hmm. I see something that is not an opinion, but someone's saying the wrong fact, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's, that's different. Like I, you know, and there's other stuff that I do want to get involved that I want by you guys are idiots. Like mm-hmm. saying Abraham Lincoln was black. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just <laughs> craziness. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like whatever. But yeah. To leave it up to the imagination, I saw a post slash debate about something the other day where it was like mm-hmm. this chick that was like half naked mm-hmm. on her Instagram. And it was all this back and forth, you know, about, oh, she should leave her clothes on. Oh, no, does she want to leave them off? That's what she can do. Not asking your not. We don't have to talk about what our opinions are about that because it kind of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. Why is this an argument? <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Why is this a debate? And this is like a Tuesday at like 12 noon. Like, y'all ain't got, and these are grown adults. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's stuff like that. Like, why is that a debate? You know? Yeah. I mean, we'll go into that. I'll touch on that briefly. I consider myself, a <laughs> I consider myself a feminist. Uh, right. Sure, some way. So, my quick answer to that is wear what you want to wear. If it's a little bit cool, if it's a lot, great. If it's what you want, perfect. That's how that's how that's how I picture with women and what they want to wear. Um, moving on though, why is this a debate? I I find myself asking that question about every other thing I see on my timeline when I get on like Twitter. <laughs> Not on Instagram, because you know Instagram is just pictures and whatnot. But when I get onto Twitter, you know that's the it's basically a bunch of people in one giant room just shouting. <laughs> I mean, random things like you know what I mean. And then like you said, you'll have uh, somebody say something crazy. My wife said this. She said, "You never want to be the main character of Twitter." Right. So like right. <laughs> if you're trending, like it's usually anyway, it's usually that good thing. But I, I, I have these <laughs> conversations and it'll be like, you know what I mean, hundreds of comments long about like, you know what I mean, why you put you know milk in your cereal before you put the cereal in. It's just like <laughs> why is you know what I mean? Of the things that we could be discussing, racism, poverty, you know what I mean, social injustice, you know, right. space, war, right, peace. Books. Yeah, life experience. We're discussing like this, this, this kind of thing that I'm asking myself: Why does it matter? So I, I tried to reactivate my Twitter about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I reactivated, and the very first thing that I saw, it was a guy that said, "Oh man, you know, ladies, I hope y'all protect yourselves out here. It's a lot of crazy dudes, you know, like because I, I think he um." If I'm not mistaken, he uh, owned his own, um, you know, weapons instruction like company, like you know, giving teaching like about concealed carry, whatever. Um, and he was like, I guess I was his way, he's like advertising his business, and you know, and I kind of agree. Like he was like, you know, y'all, you know, people gotta be crazy. I wouldn't necessarily like focus it on women. I just think people need to be careful, you know, because people are crazy out here. And he was like, yeah, ladies, like, you know what I'm saying? You need to get your concealed carry, blah, 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 blah. Like, you need to be ready. Stay ready if you get, mm-hmm. if you, you all got to get ready. If you got to stay ready, whatever. And I said, yeah, man, that's true. You know, I want my lady to know how to shoot, how to handle a weapon, you know, properly. You know, I want my kids to know how to handle a weapon properly. So that if they go to their friend's house and they pull their dad's gun out of a shoebox, my kid knows not to mess with that because they know it's not a toy. 
it was this long argument. I was like, wait, how is an argument starting from this? Like, this is actually, and it was, uh, it started because some chick said, oh, well, y'all need to talk to men and tell them not to harm women. And it was this whole thread of just men and women going back. And forth. I said, you know what? Go ahead. I'm going to deactivate this again. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a comedian I listen to. And, you know, right now, Congress uh, is, is trying to pass through legislation to ban TikTok. But what mm-hmm. actually, well, they've been trying, Trump was trying to do that. But that's mm-hmm. only because it was making fun of Trump. But like, they're actually kind of getting serious with it. Like, they're actually trying to ban TikTok in the United States. You know, mm-hmm. so China is screaming all this like political propaganda. And they're like, oh, you know, they're talking bad about us. And of course, mm-hmm. it's right around this time when Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping goes to see Vladimir Putin and Russian mm-hmm. support of Ukrainian war, all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I work in I work in political radio, so like I, mm-hmm. I hear all this stuff. So <laughs> this comedian was like, "Well, hey, y'all want to ban the U.S. The government wants to ban TikTok because they're afraid that China is using it to spy on U.S. citizens." Mm-hmm. So he goes, "Well, thinking about it like this: if China is using TikTok to spy on U.S. citizens, then they shouldn't have nothing to worry about." and <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you know what i'm saying because it's like look how stupid we are like you know yeah. and again i'm not trying to take nobody fun away i'm not trying to rain on nobody's parade it's just like you're right certain things it's like the good point that you just said why are we talking about this and not that it's like when me working in you know being a journalist you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and working for on for for a, a broadcast organization like you know, I hear news and I hear things that a lot of people don't hear. I mean, one, because all the access to the databases we have 24 seven associated press, whatever. So like the other day I was eating breakfast and I was watching, you know, what well, the news was playing. And it was a, the main story was about some guy that like could hit a golf ball um, with one arm and like you know he was going to uh what's that place called top, top golf, golf. I've seen him on tiktok i think i follow him on tiktok i know exactly yeah right and he was like hitting the ball and this that, and the third and there was another story of like some celebrities two celebrities that were like beefing over instagram and on the bottom of the screen where the news scrolls by it says north korea launches third ballistic missile and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, oh, and another story, um, Xi Jinping visits Moscow to, in support of, uh, uh, well, not really support, but like visits Vladimir Putin. And then the third story was uh, Mississippi passes legislation. Uh, Demo- uh, Dems are calling it the new Jim Crow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, now that's just the media. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's that's just the media. I know with me, being uh on the on air in the morning on the weekends like Mm -hmm. the station i work for is in baltimore and i was just telling my boss the other day i don't do news saturday morning because when i get there and i look up you know i mean my news and my database is like the only thing that's there to report on a young black man being shot and killed in baltimore i'm not doing that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i'll play some jazz i'll play some this because i already know how that works but social media is the same way you know what i'm saying it's like why are we talking about this and not that well i think um i think i would say the one thing about that is that i I think in a way it's good in that there's good and there's bad i would say the good part is that you know with social media if i'm in a war zone i can immediately record that and upload it and you a person across the sea or a town away 
can see kind of live what's occurring and what's happening. A lot of that happens on TikTok. You know, I'm, I'm seeing posts um, from the, the, the ladies in Saudi Arabia that are protesting uh, for women's rights. I'm seeing, you know what I mean, overseas in different places. So I think um, I think that has a lot of, a lot to do about the, the ban, uh, more so than, than is being talked about right now. But yeah. uh, the bad of that is, though, people can get what I, in what I call echo chambers, of which you only follow people that think this, or you only... Uh, engage with people online that think this and then uh, subsequently you're not like engaging in you know with people that believe opposite of you and and, and what does that do but kind of not make you any smarter than you already were um so i, I, I that's why i think a lot of people fall victim um you know because hey you know I, I, i'm never one to yuck anybody's yum so to speak hey if you think you know what i mean if you think uh, uh you know Food influencers are more important than, uh, you know what I mean, geopolitical politics and like stuff like that. Hey, that's, I mean, hey, that's your world. And it's a beautiful one because of what I say, like free will, you have the free will to, to pick pick that and choose that. But I, I do yeah. uh, I do get down with what the what you're, the overtone of what you're saying is that certain things should be per- pushed to the forefront that are not or or, or as uh, they're, they're not being talked about enough. Um, right. I'm hearing a lot about the stuff that's going on in Florida with. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard about the the mayor, Ron DeSantis. Uh, oh, yes, sir. CRT yes, sir. And, and trans yep. and don't say gay and this and that. And I find myself asking, uh, you know, like you said, why are we talking about this? What do drag shows have to do with the fact that children are literally being slaughtered by, you know, automatic weapons? Uh, a shooting just happened in Tennessee yesterday. And yet the yeah. conversation is, is about we're talking about not making people feel bad when we talk about race and history when we sh- in actuality we should be talking about you know why are uh, assault weapons still legal you know why are, why right. are we cracking down why is it in our registry you know what i mean I, yeah, I, I, yeah. that's what i think if, if it's when it's talking about matters of public safety and and, and human uh kind of human rights that should definitely take the forefront for sure it's like one of my favorite comedians, uh, John Stewart, and he's having a conversation with a GOP senator named Nathan Dom. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's one of the Nathan Dom guys, one of the ones who, you know, believe that like drag queens are like killing children, literally killing children or whatever. Pretty dope interview. He was basically saying that uh, John Stewart anyway was basically saying that like you do realize the number one actual killer in the United States weapons mm-hmm. not gay people <laughs> like yeah. you don't know as a matter of fact i'm gonna play that right now i'm a strong proponent of the second amendment uh-huh. i believe the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed uh-huh. that's the one right that's listed in the constitution that uses that very specific shall affirmative language you know shall not be oh infringed. it's also the one right that uses the the phrase well regulated correct when it's talking about the militia and the state so by the way just for clarity's sake yeah i'm not against the second amendment I'm not again. I don't want to ban guns, but you're saying more guns makes us more safe. Yes. So when we got 400 million guns in the country, we had an increase and gun deaths went up. So when exactly does this curve hit that takes it down? Would a billion guns do it? Let's just run those numbers, you know, 400 million, 50,000. Uh-huh. You're talking about a less than a fraction of not even a percent, of a hundredth of a percent. But it goes up, not down. So your argument is backwards. But if you want, okay, so so let's let's come up with a solution, okay? So one of the issues, a contributing factor, again, I, I believe it's the individual that is the problem. So your solution to that is give them more guns. 
Is voting a right? It's a right for citizens, yes. Do you have to do anything to do it? Yes. What do you have to do? It depends on the state. What do you have to do? Sometimes you have to be, you have to be at least 18 years old. What do you have to do? And Keep in going. some places you have to uh-huh. have a government-issued ID. What do you have to? You have to? You have to be on the voter rolls? Register. You have to register. Mm-hmm. So you have to register to a right. Is that an infringement? Does the right to voting say shall not be infringed? Oh, so this is just a semantic argument now. No, it's not. You believe voting rights can be infringed because it doesn't say specifically is it shall an, not be infringed. Is it an infringement upon a 17-year-old's right to vote since they don't have that right to vote? No. Oh, we, it's not an infringement on them? No, okay. ab- absolutely not. Why not? Because you're, you're the one making the argument, not me. I'm saying even rights have responsibilities and that within those responsibilities responsibilities, are responsibilities yes. and order Otherwise, it's chaotic. I'll go you one further. You want to ban drag show readings to children. To my why? Eyes, yes. Why? 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 What are you protecting? Why can we prohibit children from voting, those under 18 from voting? Why are you banning? That? Is, is that free speech? Are you infringing on that performer's free speech? They can continue to exercise their free speech, just not in front of a child. Why? Because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry? The government does have a responsibility uh-huh. in certain instances to What's protect children. What's the leading cause of death? amongst children in this country, and I'm gonna give you a hint, it's not drag show readings to children. Correct, yes. So what is it? I'm presuming you're gonna say it's firearms. No, I'm not gonna say it like it's an opinion. That's what it is. It's firearms, more than cancer, more than car accidents. And what you're telling me is, you don't mind infringing free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of, but when it comes to children that have died, you don't give a flying fuck to stop that because that shall not be infringed. That is hypocrisy at its highest order. See, stuff like that, you know what I mean? And again, I'm not trying to knock, and you're right, and, and my lady had to check me on something the other day because I had some, I had people reach out to me, you know, all the time saying, you know, suggestions of what I should talk about on here. You know, and recently I had someone say, oh, you should do a battle of the sexes episode or, you know, and I'm like, look, man, I'm 32 years old. Like, <laughs> I, I don't really and I'm with a loving woman. I personally don't care with what why women don't do certain things, why men don't do. So that doesn't that doesn't concern me. It didn't yeah. concern me before. It doesn't concern me now. But also, I'm tired of the gender war. You know what I'm saying? Especially between black men and black women. And if I, you know, I'm, I'm limited with my abilities being on air, being on the radio, being a pro- being a producer for an NPR station. There's only but so much I can talk about without losing my job. This particular this particular project right here that I started a long time ago, about over mm. a year ago, like I can talk about what I want. So I'm going to choose to use my time wisely sure. to have, you know, dope people like you on here to have conversations like this. You know what I'm saying? To bring awareness to certain things that, you know, you and I do feel like, nah, we can can talk about some ratchet stuff, but typically, you know, especially because I'm pretty sure Ryan is going to listen to this. I'm, I'm, we going to, you know, that's going for another conversation, you know, but (laughs) in all seriousness, you know what I mean? Like that, that, those are the things that like, I feel like are important. But as I was saying, like she had to check me, my lady had to check me because I was like, man, I'm not talking about that. Like, that's crazy. I'm not talking about that. You know, this all you got all, and I said this. I said, man, you got all these influencers and da 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 da. These podcasters who sit there and talk about like, oh, I believe a man should pay for this, and a woman needs to give me ass on the first time. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like those. I don't understand how they can call themselves influencers. And she was yeah. like, well, Spence, what you gotta understand is they're influencing somebody. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they're in it's like a little while ago, uh, there was a story that came out where I don't know who this who did the study, but it said that Kim Kardashian was more of an influence on young women than Michelle Obama. Now that may sound insane on the first time hearing it, but when you think about it, it's true. You know what I mean? So when my lady checked me on that, she was like, all right, they might not be influencing you, but they influencing somebody. You know what I mean? So, and that goes to your point where you just said, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to follow this person and talk about this and you think, you know what I'm saying? This person dating this person is more important than climate change, green energy, social reform, you know, whatever. That's your business. That's your red wagon. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's your yeah, red sure. wagon. So, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? The influencer thing, the social media thing, you know, but, um, you know, it, and you're right. Like, you know, what I mean, social media has has, has it has the potential to do great things. I was just reading about a guy. Um, it's a commercial that actually keeps coming on. I just wanted to go read about it, who actually teaches kids to read through TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty dope. Speaking of teaching. Yeah. Uh, with you getting your doctorate, I mean, your master's. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the doctor is later on down the road. No, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, you done? Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So, like, you know, I'm someone who loves learning, love education, you know what I'm saying? But I typically don't care for school. Uh, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, but post education, like, like secondary school, college, grad, you know, while well, I'm talking, what I was just talking about, I'm talking about like grade school, elementary school, I hated it. College, I love, you know what I'm saying? So I know mm-hmm. you said you went back to school, got your master's, shout out, mm-hmm. that's what's up. So it's like, how is that like projected? You know what I mean? Has it like helped so far or like, you know, has it, has it changed? Has it taught you anything, you know, for where you are, for where you're at right now? A little bit, but but not mm. really. So you know how, how they say sometimes <laughs> it's the destiny, it's the journey, not the destination. It it's yeah. really like it's really one of those scenarios. So like even the kind of getting my foot in the door with my program. So I went to uh, I got my master's from American University, great university. Shout out to them. If you're thinking about getting a, a advanced degree, I definitely recommend their program. Definitely, they took real good care of me. Uh, my father got his master's from there as well, oh. and so. Um, great, great school, great place. Um, but it was really even just starting that journey of getting my, uh, is my master's in business administration, MBA, um, just starting that shift. Cause once I get the year six with teaching, I was like, man, I can't, I don't know if I could do this anymore. Like you kind of talked about <laughs> it earlier. Like it's let's be real. Yeah. Let's be a hundred. Like we all love kids. I love kids. We all love kids. I also love paying my bills. Like, you know what I mean? I also love, <laughs> you know what I mean? I also love not, not feeling like I got to move. Uh, money from this account to this account. I got, you know, I got Rob Peter to pay Paul, so to speak. And and, and that's unfortunately um, the decisions that a lot of teachers have to make in our country, which is wild right. to me for such an important function. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Uh, for such an important important function in our society, you know, these people have the, you know, a, the, the economic outlook is is not great. Um, and so I just said to myself, like, I need, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But I can't I can't feed a family on what I'm making. Like, and so I, I gotta make a shift. And so it was really that jump to, to decide to be done with teaching that uh that really made me like, all right, I, I gotta get an extra degree now. Uh, and so I think um just going through the whole process. So by the time I actually finished the degree, I already had the job I wanted, I was already in the field I wanted. Um That's dope. Yeah, and so it was really it was really that the whole journey more so than the actual piece of paper that helped me. That's kind of what I was saying earlier, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I feel like teachers are just not, 
they're just not paid enough. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. for such a pivotal role, you know what I mean? And what what the out the uh, uh the end game for what teaching is on all aspects, you know what I'm saying? Teaching, mm-hmm. you know, school, trade, certificate, whatever the case may be. I just mm-hmm. never understood, you know, and probably never will understand. Uh, at least while in this country that, you know, that profession isn't, you know, isn't uh, uh, paid as much as they yeah. should be. But now, nah, man, that's the sub dog. Like, you know, and it's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I've been in that journey too. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Where it's, but I was opposite. I was mm-hmm. opposite though. Like, you know what I'm saying? My last profession, you know what I mean? I was like in my head, like my, what's money? Like, man, whatever. Oh, three grand, whatever. Cause that, that's the type the industry that I was in has potential mm-hmm. to pay that but I was miserable. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, law enforcement was just not, <laughs> I tell people all the time, like, you know, uh, I was, I was talking to one of the uh, hosts of a mm-hmm. show that I actually produced today. And he was, oh man, you know, he's a, he's a neurosurgeon. And oh, wow. he was like, oh, Spencer, like, you know, um, this episode might be a little longer. And I say, hey, look, man, this ain't a job. This is a passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was carrying a weapon, that was a job, but I was getting paid crazy money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess you got to find that that balance. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. Now that I've been in this business for some while and I didn't seen the payout of what some of these, you know, audio producers be making, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> time to make a little shift here, you know. For sure. But you know, now nah, it's it's that it's that you got to find that balance, man. You got to find what works for you. Or I'm gonna steal it, your red wagon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you. yeah. Got you. Yeah, man. Um, because what I was finding was that. I was talking to like a lot, a lot of uh, you know people older in the profession. That was a guy named Mr. Brown, um, and he was like, you know, Randy, I haven't been happy at my job in ten years. And I was like, Is he? Like, he was a teacher, or he was a teacher. He was one of my coworkers oh, okay. at the time. Okay. Um, when we were working in the city, he was like, he had he had me. He was like, I, I haven't been happy at my job in ten years. And he's like much older than us. He's like you know fifty fifty going on sixty. Yeah. I'm looking at this man, this black man, this old black man, just looking like broke down. Like, <laughs> like, not necessarily, I'm not saying like physically, like, you know, he could get around, he yeah. could walk. He wasn't confined to a wheelchair. But I'm talking about his soul. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, yeah. His soul, yeah. like, he just looks like, you know, I'm, what do I know? I'm like 24. I'm just, I'm getting paid. Like, hey, I'm yeah, done man. Car. All right, cool. Like, yeah. that's kind of rough, but I mean, I'm all right, but I'm looking at him. And he has a lot, he has almost double the life experience I have. And he, I'm, I'm just, I got the feeling like, you know what? It's not. This might not be it. I want to see him. I want to see him be saying this to another twenty-four-year-old young man. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to discourage people from from teaching. I, you know, what I mean, I know I'm, my, my personal experience is not your experience. It's not the next person's. You know, what I mean, I have met some people where that's their that's their. You know, what I mean, it's a vocation. Like that's their life. Like they were supposed right. to be a teacher. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think in whatever you're doing. It, it's 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 really good to kind of figure that out early. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you said, like, you know what I mean? If it's your passion, you won't mind doing X, you know, X, Y, and Z. But if it's not, you know what I mean? I, you know, you, you don't want to be stuck because you've got a mortgage and you've got responsibilities and you've got, the, you've got, you know, deposits that have to be made. And so you can't move. So that's the biggest advice I would give anybody is make that move early um, before you start getting dependents. You know what I mean? Because yeah, once, the, once the dependents come in, it's just a, it's a whole it's a it's a little bit realer, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, straight up. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, me and my lady, we went to church, um, you know, the other day, and uh, uh, Pastor Keith Battle, man, he was he was uh, talking some serious stuff, and mm-hmm. 
you know, he was talking about, you know, your, your gift, your passion, your, you know, and he was saying, and I'm paraphrasing now, um, he was saying that whatever you do that you're good at is mm-hmm. probably going to feel like a job, but whatever you do, which whatever you do and you're excited doing it, that's mm-hmm. your passion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I was good at being an officer. You know what I'm saying? I knew how to talk to people. I, 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 I knew how to, you know, I, it was plenty of, plenty of situations that could have went bad if someone could have got hurt. And like, you know, I was able to just, I didn't even pull my weapon. I just talked them out of it, but it was a job, you know, but what I do now, man, you know, doing what I'm doing with you right now, or when Mm -hmm. I'm on air, when I'm producing, putting stories together, time goes by like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it made me think, you know what I mean? No matter what, because this kind of goes to your point, you know, about mm-hmm. not discouraging people. And you're right. I, I don't give a damn if I said it before. If somebody wants to be the head fry cook at McDonald's, man, if that's what you want to do and that's what mm-hmm. you're doing, yeah. if you're happy doing it. Who is Spencer and Randy to tell them, like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but we know that ain't for us. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. You know, you try what was, you You know, like, and, and you're right, because my I feel like that is you know, looking into a window of the future is like, you know what I mean? You look at certain, because us being black men, you know, you look at other black men in certain situations they're in, you look at them and go, man, I do not want to end up like that. And like, you're right. When I started my last job, I was the same age, 23, 24, mm-hmm. making a little almost $100,000 a year, didn't have no responsibilities, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I can remember <laughs> my lieutenant uh, at the time who was only a little bit older than me mm-hmm. he was like man don't get caught up you know what i'm saying don't get caught up with this like you know there's a lot of cats that have been here for a long time because you know they got content with the money and this that and the third but they built their life around this so now they're stuck yeah and it's hard for them to get out and yeah. i was like man they ain't gonna be me they ain't gonna be me <laughs> and like bro like seven years later i was miserable yeah. so and i remember like the night I gave because I worked at night. So I walked in his office and I had my two weeks in my hand. I had a manila folder in my hand and I walked in his office. I say, hey, what's up, LT? And he just looks at me. He goes, I don't know what you about to say, but that better be your two weeks notice in your hand. <laughs> wow. I said, I say, yeah, it is. I was like, I didn't know what I didn't know if he was like happy or mad or, you know, I said, yeah, it's my two weeks. It's my two week notice. He gets up, comes around the desk. Gives me this big ass hug. And he said, mm-hmm. Man, I'm so glad that you ain't. <laughs> he said, Because I was getting a little worried because he was like, Man, I, I, you had too much potential to stay in a place like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I yeah. found out that he got out not too long after that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you do look at people and be like, Man, I don't. And no, no disrespect to him. You no, know what I'm saying? But it's just like, Man, I don't want to end up like that. You know? I, I heard someone say this, and uh, I don't know where. I wish I could credit it. I don't know where it came from. Maybe one of your, uh, your listeners uh can enlighten me but they said um what was it it was you have to accept what you cannot change and what you cannot and what you cannot accept you you must change if you know for a fact like you know what i mean this is not going to be your long-term thing there's no shame there's no like you know what i mean you just pivot and um you know what what i really want to get across is that you you are not your job like you are not your career like you're right. you're, you're, you're you know what i mean your experience as a human being is fluid you know right. and and there, there's chapters that are shorter there's chapters that are longer but like the the constant is you <laughs> like you know what i mean and so yeah. you, you in all things personal professional like you have to make yourself a 
uh, a priority and what I like to say a dynamic character. Like, make sure you're growing, make sure you're changing. Because if not, like, the years are going to pass regardless and you're going to look up and you're going to be the same. You know what I mean? What, what, what did you say? Malcolm X said, if, you, if you're 30 years old and you still think, uh, what was that quote? It was Muhammad said? Ali. Muhammad Ali. Ali, close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful because let me tell you, like, I encounter folks that are older than me that are, that are still in high school in their mind. Like, so to speak, yeah. like, and it's, it's not cool. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not cute or cool. Like, you know, so, yeah. hey, yeah. I encourage anybody, pick up a book, <laughs> listen to a podcast such as this one, whatever it is, <laughs> like, you know, grow yourself, know yourself and grow yourself. You know what I mean? And, and that's, to me, that's really what it is. Um, you know, really author your own story. You know, like, like, yeah, like I said earlier, push and pull your own wagon. Like, you know, for somebody else. For somebody else gets in, make it blue. Now it's a blue wagon. Now, now you lost your <laughs> You know what I mean? You can't even pass your you can't even pass your wagon down to your ancestors, right? You don't, you don't even have the. You know what I mean? You lost the master to your wagon. Don't don't let anybody. Hide hey man, ain't nothing wrong with a little brother Randy philosophy, dog. But nah, man, I definitely appreciate you coming on here, man. You know, it's kind of getting a little late, close to my bedtime. You know, I'll probably be in the bed the same time as your children are. Shame to say. Oh, yeah. But you know, I'm tired. Uh, mm. but, nah, <laughs> but nah, man, I definitely appreciate you coming on here, man. And um, to piggyback off what you said, uh, makes me think, and I talked about this before on here too, is like, it, I don't know if you knew, but mm. I also uh, am a historian at uh, Arlington Cemetery. And, mm. you know, I get paid to tell stories of people who are no longer here. Wow. You know what I mean? And that is what I would want. You know what I'm saying? For my legacy to be so strong that even after a hundred years, you know what I mean? My story is still being told because of the footprint that I left in the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I I don't, when it, when I'm on social media, right, and mm. I see, you know, people flexing and doing all this other stuff, you know, that's cool or whatever, no, you know, whatever. But, like, when I tell the stories of these people who ain't here, you know what I mean? There's not one story I tell where I'm like, yeah, that dude had the most followers. Yeah, that person went on the most vacations. Yeah, he had the most hoes. Yeah, mm -hmm. she had the most this. It's, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that person over there jumped on a grenade to save 20 people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's stories like that. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, at the end of the day, I know there is a there is a huge argument, debate, discussion about what legacy is. That's for another episode, but you know, that's a humbling thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To be able to, to, you know, to to be the voices of people who are no longer with us for doing, for talking about the amazing things they did. And that, when I started doing that, that's kind of like when I chilled out with the flexing shit, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That's kind of mm -hmm. like when I kind of was just like, all right, dog, like this really isn't that important. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, you could post funny stuff here and there, but like, if you're not, I meant to say this earlier, if you're not doing that to help other people, you mean you're just doing it to go yeah look at me and it's not just social media it could be anything you know it could be whatever um social media is just another it's just another medium but like if you're not doing it to help folks to inspire people you know that's why when people come to me oh you should talk about 50 50 on your uh who pays the bills i'm not talking about that <laughs> shit one like because like what i say to you on the phone randy before we did this i said there's always single yeah. people that will talk about what they're gonna do when they marry yeah. i'm not i mean yeah yeah, that's I'm not, not your ministry. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I say. If people, feel free to steal this. I say when people say tell me to do or talk about something that I just not my. I just that's not my ministry. That's not my ministry. Not my so, ministry. 
now I'm conflicted between calling this episode the Red Wagon or that's not your ministry, but I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, nah, man, uh, definitely happy you came on here, man. Hope the uh, wife and the kids are good. I heard the dog in the background. Didn't know you had a doggo. Yeah, uh, which, uh, you know, lets me, uh, uh, makes me say we, we need to take the dogs to the park, man. Oh, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> Even though my dog is afraid of his own shadow, but all right, but now, man, uh, thank y'all for once again for tuning in on probably the most philosophical episode of the morally <laughs> and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about more. Man, I don't know. I might have changed it to uh, the philosophical, intellectual, ingenuous uh, <laughs> podcast. You know, but what what else was I supposed to expect from Brother Randy? You know. Hey. I'm just, I'm just a human being humbled to be on this earth, man. Happy to be with you today. Hey, man, appreciate that, dog. But thank y'all for tuning in another episode. Next episode, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm winging it. Uh, so it, but it probably won't be as philosophical as this. So suck it up. <laughs> <laughs>